You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. We thank you for tuning into Tomorrow during our 27th year on the air. This for the weekend of Friday, March 18th, 2022. As the announcer dude said, I am Dave Graveline. As the announcer dude didn't say, I'm Chris Graveline. Because we didn't pay him enough, I guess, to also add your name. But hey, what the heck. Uh, Until your name gets on the logo, which you say you don't ever want, then you won't get the intro like that. Well, my last name's on the logo. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. Yeah. Some tech news and commentary, then Joe in Pennsylvania standing by and others with calls. We encourage you to call in. And there's so many ways. Chris is about to tell you how you can join us so easily. So there's no reason why anytime at your leisure, you can't call in with a question, a comment, help for other listeners, some tech rage, share your favorite apps these days and why that kind of stuff and make the show. You make the show by joining us on the program. Tell us how you feel about certain elements or items involving tech because we want to know. So how does one participate? Well, you could... Uh, I'm thinking of four easy ways right off the top of my head. Okay. One, you could call the Ask Dave hotline at 800-899-N2. That's 800-899-4686. Can you do it a little less speedy in case somebody's maybe writing it down or putting it in their phone? 800-899-N2. Yeah. Yeah. 4686. All right. Got that one. You could use the Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button. Okay, so download the app. It's yeah. good on any of your devices. Yeah. Tablets, phones, Sometimes whatever. You have one of those old Palm OS devices. It won't work on that. Okay, it won't work on that. But your current yeah. devices, <laughs> it'll work on. Got gotcha. you. You could hit the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Okay, so on any browser, on any device with a browser and a microphone. Yeah. All right, so that's easy. And it's on your right-hand side or lower right, depending on what you're using. So your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, uh, your phone. Whatever. Okay. Or you can send us a singing telegram. No, that's not the fourth way. You could do that, and we'd be fun to air. Yeah. But make sure it's not rap or something that's hard for people to understand. What would be the fourth way? Yeah. You forget? You can send us a text to our... I do forget You do forget. (laughs) Text our 800 number. And when you do, first name, city, and how you hear us. Okay? First name, city, how you hear us. Text it. To 800-899-4686. Because with Text Me Anywhere, we'll get your question or comment or help for another listener or whatever that way. But we'd much rather hear you. So sending us an email or a text, because there's really five easy ways to join us on the show, including email. But we try to get to the emails as often as we can, but we want to hear you. That's the key. It is radio, after all. So do participate, won't you? I will. All right. T-Mobile intends to triple the square mileage covered by its ultra-capacity mid-band 5G network this year. President of Technology Neville Ray said he further stated that we did three times last year 
and we have to do three times again to get to that 260 million people covered, which the company has promised for the end of 2022. The massive expansion in terms of square mileage will serve the 40% of the U.S. that is small markets and rural areas, he added. But it's a big lift with a lot of big cell sites to be added. So we wish them well. You know what they say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Facebook has just launched on TikTok. Following, oh, following, the foot, following the footsteps of Instagram, who oh. also joined TikTok. Oh, great. Um, in other words, Meta's companies are really making a home for themselves on a competitor's platform. The at Facebook account on TikTok is verified, sitting at 19.5 thousand followers and counting, um, but zero posts so far. Uh, their bio simply reads, quote, we believe people can do more together than alone accompanied by a link to the Facebook app on the Google Play Store. <laughs> oh, God. I'm surprised that TikTok, being Chinese-owned, is letting them. Or well, maybe by the time word like this gets out, they're going to go, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, they need to be on all these other platforms so that they can make announcements when their platform goes down. Right. That's how they all, you're always hearing, you know, oh, Twitter posted on, or Facebook posted on Twitter that they were out again. That's true. And it happens so frequently, they need to get the word out by other means. Yeah. Joe in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, listens online, and we love you for using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hello, Joe. Hi, Dave and Chris. I'll bet I'm the only person that listens to your program that doesn't have a cell phone. What? I'm finally going to cave in and get one only because I have a chance to get a free one through Temple University. They are offering a program now for free cell phones and phone equipment for blind people with limited income who qualify. Ah. The phone I'm getting is the Apple 11 SE. Why should I pay $70 for... Verizon contract when I could get a contract for as little as 10 or $20 for phone service. Also, where could I get a case for the phone that would not block the speaker or microphone and also wireless earbuds with a microphone? Wow. Well, there's a bunch of questions we're going to try to get to, Joe. There are two main reasons to pay Verizon those $70. Number one, if you want to finance the phone through them, Verizon is not losing money on that phone. They're just letting you pay it off over time. Or two, you want better service than you'd get from a reseller like Mint Mobile, U.S. Mobile, Tello, Consumer Cellular, and others. Those resellers will usually charge a lot less than the companies that actually own the towers and have licenses over the spectrum, but you'll get very low priority on their network and are far more likely to have very slow data speeds or not even any roaming capabilities, possibly. Yeah, the other obvious downside is that you'll need to pay for a phone, and it will likely be a worse phone than you'll get from Verizon. But that might not matter much if you'll save the cost of a phone over a year or less. Yeah, now, also a concern about the iPhone 11 and SE. They're two different phones, right? Yeah, so there might be some confusion there. But, you know, again, you know, and this whole paying the phone off isn't going to matter if you're able to get this free phone from Temple University anyway. Yeah, a good point. Now, as far as your case question, most cases won't block the speaker or microphone. Uh, otherwise, of course, no one would buy and use them. But if you want to be 100% sure, you can go with major and well-known manufacturers like Spec, uh, LifeProof, OtterBox, or Apple's own cases. Uh, even uh, Catalyst is another major player. The likes of LifeProof and OtterBox will definitely be bulkier and more likely to bury the microphone and speaker, but they will still work normally. Now, if you use your iPhone on speaker, the earpiece will also act as a loudspeaker. By the way, 
away, and there's a front-facing microphone as well as the microphone at the bottom. Yeah, now, in terms of wireless earbuds, we can't think of any modern set of wireless earbuds that doesn't include a microphone, even the generic ones that sell for very little money on sites like Amazon. But the quality of those microphones, and especially the noise cancellation, will vary greatly, though. Uh, for example, AirPods and even Beats earbuds are very popular in Zoom meetings because the noise cancellation is quite good for something that sits so far away from your mouth. The same is true for Samsung's earbuds, which are less popular, but still roughly around the same price range. The problem is that that price range is high. You'll be looking at anywhere from $100 to a few hundred dollars, depending on the model. Yeah, very true. Now, Jabra's 85Ts that we've given away are also quite good but also about $200. Now, if that's too much and you expect to mainly use them in quieter settings, you can look at far less expensive generic earbuds on Amazon. For example, you'll find roughly the same earbuds sold under names like Traga and Tozo that will sell for as little as $20 and are generally okay. They're not great. They're more prone to interference, and the microphone lacks the great noise cancellation that other earbuds boast. But generally speaking, they'll do the job, and of course, for very little money. Now, a reason to maybe consider something more expensive, like the basic AirPods, is that they'll offer full and reliable Siri integration, uh, which paired with the good noise cancellation might be something worth paying for, especially if you're fully blind and want to be able to use your phone through Siri commands in noisier environments. Other earbuds will offer that as well, but unless you pay for good ones, it might be a little frustrating to try to use that feature in noisy environments out in the real world. Yeah, true. And Joe, keep in mind, Android phones can do the same things that we talked about here as iPhones, so you might want to look at that. And I hope we addressed your questions for you. If you need more info, let us know. All of our show notes are at intotomorrow.com. Look for the show for this weekend, March 18th, and there's your call and our answer. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral cost skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. Hi guys, back to Cameron Graveline and if you have any questions about tech, don't forget to ask Dave so he can ask me. Call 800-899-INTO or use the free Into Tomorrow app. Now back to the guys. Well, thank you, Cameron. <laughs> but he's right. Come on. Kids his age, he'll be 10 next month already. Wow. He has truly grown up into tomorrow. But kids his age teach parents and grandparents how to use tech. So, yeah, 
If you have a question, call us, ask for Cam. (laughs) We'll have him answer it for you and deal with that. Speaking of tech, as technology plays a growing role in healthcare, access to the Internet can be essential. Help is now available from an unexpected source. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by MarPay, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Healthcare professionals talk about the social determinants of health. Typically, these include a safe place to live with heat and light, a good supply of healthy food, and access to medical care. But now we can add another factor, internet access. The rapid growth of telehealth services and remote patient monitoring means that connections to broadband data services can be an essential part of keeping people healthy. Many people, including the elderly, may have difficulty paying for internet connections. New rules make it possible for Medicare Advantage programs to help. They can provide eligible subscribers with prepaid debit cards that can be used to pay for electricity and water and other utilities. This program is now expanded to include payments for Internet services. This option can help bring health care services to previously underserved populations. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thanks, Alfred. I wonder if I can get Medicare to pay for my Internet access. Maybe. I I should try. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by MarPay, a smart third-party administrator using AI intended to lower health plan costs. Visit MARPAIHealth.com. And while you're online and visiting us at intotomorrow.com and signing up for our free tech newsletter, be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter at healthtechinsider.com. Lots more tech news to share with you as well. Reminder that uh, Horatio and his team put up some posts uh, at intotomorrow.com about Samsung's announcements this past week. If you're interested in the kinds of things that they were talking about. Uh, YouTube has reined in video viewership for nearly two decades, attracting more than two-thirds of the U.S. population each month in 2021. That, according to eMarketer. However, now TikTok is making some really big gains by capturing the attention of 65% of U.S. teenagers aged 12 to 17 each month versus YouTube's 87%. An e-marketer predicts the up-and-coming platform of TikTok will start closing the gap among viewers aged 18 to 24 as well. Hmm. So TikTok giving YouTube a run for their money. And, of course, YouTube recently started YouTube Shorts as their competition to TikTok. I mean, everybody copies everybody else constantly. And they're just scrambling for eyeballs. Yeah, I prefer slacks to shorts. Oh, boy. I'm not even going to comment. Speaking of social media, last week, Twitter introduced what had been called one of its worst product decisions in a while. The service uh, would default to showing the algorithmically served home feed, while the reverse chronological latest feed was accessible in a separate tab. The change, which was available first on iOS and was set to arrive soon on Android and the web, made it more difficult to view tweets in chronological order. Following significant pushback, Twitter announced this past Monday that it would be reverting things back to the way they used to be. Mm -hmm. Twitter said, quote, we heard you. Some of you always wanted to see the latest tweets first. We've switched the timeline back and removed the tabbed experience for now while we explore other options. You know, and the fact (laughs) is they should just not explore other options. Enough already. 
People are used to what they're used to. You screw that up, you got yeah, you're going to hear from your users. And imagine the people that just said, "Oh, screw that. I'm not, I'm done." You know, delete Twitter. So they've lost a bunch of people anyway. But no, 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 come back, please, because we fixed it. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have broken it to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> Twitter, which, again, is, I think, worst thing to happen to the planet ever. That's why I never got on Twitter. Uh, I hear you. You're not a twit? I'm not a twit. Oh, jeez. And, of course, a close second is Facebook. Yeah. But there you go. Acura is unveiling its 2023 Integra model on March 22nd within a metaverse showroom titled Acura of Decentraland. Okay. (laughs) Where consumers can virtually explore the new vehicle, play games, and buy branded clothing. Oh, gee, I can't wait. Uh, The campaign includes limited edition NFTs, or non-fungible tokens, which will be awarded to the first 500 customers who actually reserve the vehicle. So if you want an Acura NFT, you have to buy the 2023 Integra. Are you going to buy the 2023 Integra? Heck no. I have a 2022 <laughs> MDX, and I'm quite happy with it. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. And I have bigger, never bigger. bought any Acura-branded merch. But you don't have a, an Acura NFT? No, I don't. Do I care? No. You're guessing? I'm guessing. You're guessing yeah. correctly. I do not care. <laughs> It really shouldn't surprise anyone that uh, when the merger of Discovery and Warner Media closes, the two companies' streaming apps will experience a merger of their own. Discovery CFO confirmed that this past week. Now, supposedly, there will be initially some bundling options, kind of like Hulu does with you know Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN or mm. or you know something like that. But and then at some point, the, the two will be combined into one massive product. Discovery Plus and HBO Max currently both have ad-supported and ad-free tiers. Now, if the new company opts to mash prices together as it mashes apps and content, then that could mean a service going for between 15 and $22 a month, which would put it at a higher cost than Netflix. Jeez. So, and I'm not sure what this will mean for you and me because, you know, you have HBO Max as part of your AT&T Fiber subscription, yeah. and you share that with me. I beg your pardon. Um, and I have Discovery Plus that I pay for, the ad-free tier, or the, 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 the ad-supported tier because I work in radio and I can't afford ad-free. Yeah. Um, but I share that with you. Shh, don't tell anyone. Right. Um, so, you know. If they combine, we'll still have to share, probably because we're going to have to share the cost as well. No, you'll pay for it. Huh? You make more than I do. (laughs) Speaking of mergers, the European Union's antitrust regulator unconditionally approved Amazon's proposed $8.5 billion acquisition of MGM. Not the Vegas hotels, but the movie theater, movie studio. Yeah. Uh, In part because, quote, MGM's content cannot be considered as must have, close quote. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine the the government, in this case, the EU's regulator, basically slamming what you do anyway? Yeah. Because it's not a must have. So we don't really care. The commission said that, quote, the addition of MGM's content into Amazon Prime's video offer would not have a significant impact on Amazon's position as provider of marketplace services, close quote. That's a mouthful, too. Well, but here's what I don't get. And and I know nothing about business. So, I mean, I know there's something here I'm sure I'm missing. Amazon's an American company. Mm -hmm. MGM's an American studio. Mm -hmm. Why does the EU have to approve this? Because the EU (laughs) sticks their nose in everything. And if they want to play in the European Union, they have to abide by what their regulators say. 
But now, mind you, that's a big hurdle passed for the merger that was announced last May. We've talked about it a few times here on the show. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission must still weigh in and is reportedly on the cusp of a deadline to contest the deal or not. The latter amounting to a tacit green light, basically. They're going to say, yeah, okay, we agree with the European Union that... MGM's content is not a must-have. <laughs> There's a lot of people that would beg to differ with you. <laughs> I know, especially MGM stockholders. Yeah. Yeah. This may not be tech news, but I found it interesting because perhaps the least surprising news from last weekend was the announcement by legendary NFL quarterback Tom Brady that he was unretiring. Uh, then again, at least one person was probably very surprised by the news. The person who paid $518,628 at an auction for what at the time was the ball Brady threw for his last touchdown pass ever. Yeah. Yikes. The guy paid $518,000 plus for his last ball thrown. Oh, boy. Now, see, if Tom, being the good guy that we all know him to be, right? should say, keep the ball, but I'll buy it back, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Although, with the price of gas, it's no doubt that Tom Brady came out of retirement. Yeah. He has to work. He's got to pay pay to get places. (laughs) Yeah. Like to and from the ball field, anyway. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What do you think about anything involving technology? We want to hear from you, so do let us know. 800-899-INTO. Or click that Ask Dave Mike button at intotomorrow.com. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. There are now more than 5.1 billion active users on the Internet, with Asia, get this, comprising more than 50% of total Internet traffic. Wow. And you thought that was just your kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Asia, more than 50% of the 5.1 billion active users in Internet traffic. Pretty interesting, if you ask me. I know. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys, streaming media solutions for the smartest businesses on the Internet. Visit StreamGuys.com. Oh, I shall do that. Oh, fair, uh, Facebook's parent company, Meta, has been fined 17 million euro, back to the EU doing things, that's about 18.5 million U.S. dollars, by the Irish Data Protection Commission over a string of what they call historical data breaches. Oh. And, of course, that's chump change for Zuckerberg. But I think that's good. 
17 million euro. At some point, you'd think Facebook would just get their act together. Yeah, they never will. No, of course not. But it's interesting to note. Yeah. Volvo is teaming up with ChargePoint to build a network of EV chargers at Starbucks locations across five U.S. states. <laughs> so, wait. So, you go to get your coffee to charge you up. And, and you charge, charge your car yeah, you at the your, same time. You and your car can charge at the same time. Yeah, isn't that nice? But uh, don't put coffee in the tank and drink the gas. That No, no, no. Well, it wouldn't be gas. It would be electric anyway. But, yeah, I knew. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> I thought there was something there, but clearly there wasn't. Yeah. But I'm sure a Rosmo will edit that out. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So then, no uh, one will have heard what I just said. Exactly. So okay. So we're wondering what we're talking about now. Right. Uh, the company's <laughs> plan on installing 15 fast charging stations at Starbucks along a 1,350-mile route that stretches from Seattle to Denver. Each station will feature four plugs, making it a total of 60 chargers. And they will also bear Volvo's branding, making it one of the few EV charging stations in the U.S. to feature an automaker's logo, aside from the Tesla supercharger network. The chargers will be fully installed, they say, by the end of 2022. Volvo EV owners will be able to use the chargers for free, while non-Volvo owners will have to pay a fee. Oh, darn. Yeah. So now not only do you have to, you have to buy a Volvo EV. Yeah. So you get free Please. charging at, at those Starbucks locations. <laughs> but what charges the chargers? Powers the chargers? Yeah. Other power. Other power. Dead dinosaurs, as we're (laughs) fond of saying lately. But nobody wants to talk about that. They just want you to spend $60,000 on average and get an EV. Good luck with that. iRobot has given the budget-friendly Roomba i3 a smart maps update, giving homeowners the ability to direct the robot to specific cleaning areas via a smart assistant or iRobot home app. The feature lets the vacuum learn a home's floor plan without a camera. Well, big deal. Uh, the Roborocks that we use have been able to do that forever. Yes. I even told Alexa the other day, Alexa, ask Roborock to go clean the kitchen. And it went to the kitchen oh, clean. Of course. And yours doesn't have a camera. <laughs> right. So, again, iRobot, please. You know, they, they were the first. Give them that. And back then, when their CEO would actually communicate with us, we had him on the show several times. He loved the fact that we were helping promote what they do. Now, into tomorrow, into who? Whatever They could care less. Well, guess what? You're making big announcements about the fact that it can do these things. And, and like you said, our friends at RoboRock have already been doing that for many years. So iRobot, a bit late on those features. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. But yeah. they're all excited about, look what we can do. Yeah. They're like the Samsung of the vacuum cleaner world. No, you know, whereas no. Roborock would be the iPhones. I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Weirdo. Arm is preparing to cut hundreds of employees from its global workforce after being forced to abandon its $40 billion sale to NVIDIA last month. Oh. The Telegraph reports that the company's chief executive, Renee Haas, told staff this past Monday that between 12 and 15 percent of the company's employees could be affected. Now, if, uh, as The Guardian reports, Arm has over 6,500 employees, that could translate to almost 1,000 workers out of a job worldwide. Arm says the majority of roles affected will be in its uh, U.K. and U.S.-based workforce. Nice. Well, one place they won't be looking for work is Best Buy. Oh. Because apparently Best Buy says they're going to expand their merchandise beyond electronics and add products in fitness, health, electronic, transportation, outdoor grills, and other categories because they want to compete with Amazon and Walmart. In the last quarter, Best Buy sales dropped 2.6%, including an 11.2% drop online. Sales of mobile phones, gaming, and tablets all declined even though the retailer will also make moves to focus more on retail sales 
including closing up to 30 stores every year over the next three years. Wow. So I guess if you work at a Best Buy, you might want to look for other work or transfer to just an online gig with them because that's their push, even though their sales have declined there dramatically. Yeah. Wow. Something that might make us rethink our antivirus software over on this side of the pond, the German Federal Office for Information Security warned organizations against using Kaspersky antivirus software over fears it could be exploited for cyber espionage or launching cyber attacks amid Russia's ongoing war in Ukraine. Yeah, Kaspersky is, uh, is Russian. It's Russian, yeah. yeah. So while the office did not explicitly ban the use of Kaspersky software, the security agency is urging German organizations to replace products made by the Moscow-headquartered firm with alternative software from non-Russian vendors, warning that Russia's military and intelligence activities in Ukraine, along with its threats against Europe, NATO, and Germany, means there is, quote, a considerable risk of a successful IT attack. Yep. And I think this is a good example. Let's assume for a moment that Kaspersky is not at all government-controlled, and they're, in fact, a private business doing a good job of, of antivirus and stuff. But look how negatively, if we assume that to be the case, look how negatively this is affecting them and their employees and their company, as it is so many other employees in Russia. You know, it's like we certainly feel bad for the Ukrainians. And we also feel bad for the citizens of Russia because their moronic dictator Putin is doing what he's doing in Ukraine. And all these things that the rest of the world is doing to crush him are hurting actual Russian citizens as well, who have nothing to do with this. And in fact, how many, somewhere upwards of over 10,000 now, have been jailed in Russia for protesting the war, which they're not allowed to call a war. It's a military exercise or some nonsense, whatever. I mean, this is further pathetic about how the all these things can affect very innocent people. Yeah. You know, and, and those innocent people aren't even getting the real news. You know, obviously, Russia controls the news there, which is yeah. why I think we talked about last week the BBC, for the first time since World War II, has restarted their shortwave broadcast. Yeah. I read actually earlier today that not too far from us here, there's a tower in Miami that is now also sending news sh- via shortwave to that part of the world and can be heard in Russia. So Really? So all the, all the rest of the world is being able to now use this really old technology that yeah. was big around World War II to now send at least news reports into Russia. Okay. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I forget now what it's called, but during the Cuban Missile Crisis and everything where we had the kind of like radio-free Cuba, yeah. and it was all from Miami. And they still do that, by the way, in the Keys. There's a big blimp. Yeah. That hoists, they hoist up into the air all the time, and it transmits to Cuba to inform Cubans about what's really happening in the world, not to believe what the Cuban government is saying. Same thing now with with Russia and things coming out of Moscow. It's amazing, though. And, of course, companies like YouTube and, and everybody else has, have either been banned, like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, or have abandoned Russia. Again, bad for their citizens who are trying to get information. Yeah. Well, but, oh, well, they're not going to spew, you know, uh, Putin's nonsense. Yeah, well, just earlier this week, you know, the Russian government banned uh, Instagram in the country. So, yeah. you know, and there were people there with millions of followers, you know, big names that are now saying that you've basically taken my life away. Yeah. And, of course, that was pretty much the only way that a lot of citizens were able to communicate. And, obviously, Putin's government knew that and said, no, 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 we can't let this happen. You know, people are going to learn the truth, just like 
in Cuba, for example, and well, we can't let people know the the real truth. Yeah. Well, you know, and we said, you know, early on in this thing that you know wars these days are going to change. They're not going to all be on the battlefield. It's going to yeah. be a war of information and a war, you know, via tech. Yep, and that's why obviously. NATO and the U.S. can't be bombing Moscow or something to to really push them back because we don't want to kill innocent civilians. We don't want to kill innocent soldiers, for that matter. Yeah. I mean, and look how many thousands of Russian soldiers have been reported killed. And unfortunately, many Ukrainians, including citizens. But it seems like it's a lot more Russian soldiers, military people being lost in this as well. And some of them are saying, we don't want to fight you. You know, we're just following orders, which you got to feel for these people. Unbelievable. Anyway, how do you feel about these kind of things as they relate to tech? Because that is our format. That is what we try to cover in spite of political issues that we can't help but bring up because, well, we have an amendment that allows us to do that uh, here in the U.S. But what do you think? 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686, or use the Into Tomorrow app. And let's meet at intotomorrow.com. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the ease. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. And into tomorrow, fun tech fact that I find personally quite interesting. 90% of the world's data was generated between 2019 and present. 90%. That's amazing. It, it is. I mean, talk about leaps and bounds, in this case, of data. Just the last two, three years, 90% of it all. Wow. Pretty bizarre. Anyway, welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Ken in North Miami, Florida listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcasts, which, by the way, are not only available for you to sign up at IntoTomorrow.com, but from wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Ken. Just bought a new Chevy Colorado pickup, and I'm looking for a wireless camera that I can mount on the front, as I've never owned a pickup truck, and I find myself with the back of the truck still sticking in a parking lot. What are your recommendations for a wireless-type camera for the front of the truck? Park in bigger parking lots, Yeah, I would think. But no, Ken, it's a good question. Ken, your best bet for a front camera is a backup camera. I know that may sound weird, but there's no rule that says it needs to be installed on the back. The easiest ones to get working will, of course, be the license plate mounted ones, which will wirelessly broadcast to the cabin of your truck. For example, an Echo Master camera and screen can be had for under $150 and can be mounted with just two screws. Now, if you don't trust wireless cameras, there are wired cameras, 
that are very inexpensive and will come right on without any delay, unlike their wireless cousins, which would have to kind of fire up and boot up and that sort of thing. Yeah, an Atika camera can be installed on the front of the car and hidden away, and you can get them for about 40 bucks. Uh, the big catch there is there's no monitor. You need to buy that separately. Uh, now, one issue you may run into is most of these cameras are made to be installed in the rear of the car where you can't see rather than the front where you can. That means that some assume that you'll want them to turn on when the car goes into reverse. And that means you may need to have the camera wired to turn on when you flip a switch instead. Yeah. Now, look into Metra, iBeam, Kenwood, and Thinkware. They all make rear-view cameras that can be adjusted to be used as a front-view camera. They all have roughly a 170-degree field of vision. They're all weatherproof, and they will all end up costing you somewhere between 100 and maybe $150, of course, plus installation if you don't do it yourself. Yeah, other than that, wired cameras are fairly comparable. Is There's really not that much in the way of features other than better or worse night vision. Yeah, but Ken, I like your question, though. It's very cool, and it's one of those out-of-the-box kinds of things that allows us to do some digging for our audience, and we're happy to do that. Uh, so I hope we've helped you out there, certainly given you a bunch of different options. Yeah, and just keep in mind that if you go with a rear-view camera that doesn't have the ability to switch it to a front-view camera, that your picture may be reversed. Because these cameras oh, usually yeah. show a reverse image as if you were looking into a mirror behind you. Do they? Come to think of it? Gee, the next time I go in reverse, I'm going to have to pay attention to that. <laughs> but really? Yes. It's, it's generally a flipped image on the monitor you're looking at. I guess it would be. Yeah. Well, gosh, now you made me stop to think about that. I have to pay attention. See, everybody else listening, too, going, what? Or maybe everyone else listening is going, uh, yeah, hello, Dave. What are you, dumb? Next time you park in, the, in front of the store and back up, you'll see the, the store sign is backwards on your monitor. Now, see, that's probably what I haven't noticed. I just, I'm looking for traffic coming either way. And, of course, with the new MDX, I also have the, the sonar and radar and all that. So it beep, 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 beep. If there's a car yeah, coming well, one direction or another. if it wasn't another. reversed, then a car coming to you from the right on the monitor you're looking at would appear like it's coming from the left. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So we're just a wealth of information, are we not? When you call in like Ken did and we can hear you on the air, you qualify automatically to win goodies. And while we always say no promises, no guarantees, we also ask you to tell us when you call in what you'd like. We'll do our best to get one of these items to you. Continuing the goodies from Jabra, because I sent a box full of stuff. Yeah. Uh, this week, we've got the Evolve 275 Bluetooth stereo headset. Oh, it's very cool. Kensington sent us some 48-watt, four-port USB chargers. And these aren't these little things. This is a $130 desktop USB charger. So it'll charge anything. It'll charge anything. Wow. Um, easy viz. We've got an indoor pan-tilt Wi-Fi security camera. Now, if you haven't done your taxes yet, oh boy, I should listen to myself because I'm uh, overdue as well. Uh, we've got some TurboTax codes for you. These are online codes that are good for any of their products, up to the what, $200 programs, so it's, it's free for you when you participate on the program. Just mention that. And we still got Bob looking for a home from Dantec, <laughs> the ultra-compact dishwasher. Yeah, so let us know of any of those items when you participate. And Chris is going to tell you just how easy it is to participate anytime. 3 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, if you'd like. You can call the Ask Dave hotline at 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. You could use the Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button. Or you can do a very similar thing by visiting our site and clicking the Ask Dave microphone. And that's at intotomorrow.com. Do visit us at intotomorrow.com. 
Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. As Into Tomorrow continues in our 27th year on the air, thanks for joining us and thanks in advance for calling in and participating because your calls, your involvement really make the show. Yeah, we have some fun guests and we do a lot of fun tech news or maybe not so much fun, but commentary, hopefully fun and other elements. But your participation is really what makes the show and keeps us going each and every week. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcasts. In fact, it'll be easy for most Into Tomorrow listeners. They've got plans starting at just $12 a month. Go to blubrry.com. Blueberry without the E's. Yes. Easy to remember that way. Philip in Shreveport, Louisiana, listens on 710 Keel, and we love you for it, calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Philip. Wanted to know more about cell phone uh, power boosters. I got one on my truck, but for some reason, I don't know it's really working. Um, how can you check for that? Well, Philip, the only real test is to see if your signal is better or not when you use it. Now, if this one is in your truck, then odds are that sometimes it's helping because there's a little bit of a signal, but not enough for your phone's antenna. And it's boosting it enough to be usable. But trucks move, so sometimes there's probably not enough of a signal to boost. And other times, there's probably no benefit in using it because the signal was good enough to begin with. Now, signal boosters are powered devices. Uh, there's the antenna, but there's also a repeater that needs to be plugged into power to be able to operate. If you want to know if the booster is having an effect, just unplug it when you think your signal may be low and look at your phone's bars. If they stay the same, then it's probably not helping. But if they drop or you completely lose service, then your device was having an effect. Yeah. And as long as you're not on, uh, well, at this point, you don't even have to be on a call. As Chris mentioned, you're just looking at the bars, if you will, to see how many bars you have on your cell phone. Um, But if you're on a call and you want to test it, just say, okay, I'm going to test something. So if I lose you, I'll call you back. Don't worry, whatever. But that's a good way to find out. Does it make any difference if you've disconnected your power booster or not? And let us know if that was the case and how it worked out for you. Yeah. By the way, Philip, do you and everyone else listening receive our free once-a-week tech news letter? I do. Well, you're not listening. No. Well, you sort of, well, no, you're not listening. Because you would have said, that's a good idea. Everyone should. That's because I'm hearing, but I'm not listening. There you go. Yeah. 
That's typical. Uh, so how does one get it? Stop by IntoTomorrow.com, and when that box pops up asking for your email address, just put it in. And then you'll get a confirmation email and click that link, and voila, you're on the list. You might have to check your spam filter. That's why we yeah. always remind you to check your spam filter. Make sure we don't end up there. It's a double opt-in. We don't share your email address with anyone, and you can get our tech newsletter. Visit IntoTomorrow.com. Intotomorrow.com.